0: Hi. 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 We're back. We're We're back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I was just saying? I don't know how to open this and I think we just got the best way of opening it. Just just shouting hi at each other. Liv, where have you been? It's been ages
1: where've you been more to the point
0: i've been stuck in this little room shielding playing video games and i've been so busy with work that i the days just disappear in 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 a heartbeat it's been it's been crazy what about yourself
1: it's yeah busy back in the office as well to be fair I've, i'm not in the office today but yesterday was photo day for the S office so we invite everybody in, take some new photos for the website, social media, that kind of thing, so we don't run out um, with the uh, photos for our photo library. Um, and it was exactly like you'd imagine, um, school photo day. So I've got a newfound <laughs> respect for teachers, herding cats around <laughs> the office all day. It was it was tough going.
0: Um, so you've been back in the office, so it's been quite nice then to have a, a bit of a full house then.
1: It was it was quite a full house yesterday, actually, and it was nice, it was a really nice vibe. Um, everybody busy, just catching up with each other as well, which was good, and just you know, getting a little bit of that culture, you know, that, that everyone knows and loves about ANS. So um mm. yeah, it was a good day, put me in a very good mood. We
0: are also joined who is currently in the office as we speak by the legend that is Mr Mark Johnson, our head of digital connectivity. Hello, mate.
2: On oh, mute,
0: Mark. <laughs> it's just this technology, it's just got to get used to it. How are you doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that was That's a great start. that was That's amazing. A start. I think there is a there's. I heard there's a range of t-shirts that you can buy now that just say you're, you're muted, which is the catchphrase of 2020. I think. Yeah. I oh, sorry, I am on mute. Yeah, hi Mark. How you
2: doing, guys? Yes, on my on my seventh team call today. It's probably not the first time I've done that, so um, you know, it is what it is.
0: It but is what doing, it is.
2: Guys? Really good. Looking forward to uh, this uh, next twenty odd minutes.
0: <laughs> Get a bit of a, gr- a grilling <laughs> from us. Have you yeah. been? Have you been coping during uh, lockdown since March? Have you? Have you lost your mind yet?
2: Not actually surprisingly well. It's not been too bad. We've been working through a lot of stuff, uh, uh obviously with with our marketing team and, and with the guys, so it's been not too bad. And we work relatively from home anyway. Mm. So it wasn't as much of a shock as uh probably it is to the majority of other people that you know have to go into the office each day. So it's been quite uh it's not been too bad. Apart from having the kids at home, uh, and trying to balance work with screaming kids, uh, mm. running around the house, which is obviously uh probably what well, everybody else is probably hearing now
0: and just for those who are listening at home um, we have switched Mark over to a slightly better audio feed so hopefully it, it doesn't sound too, too muffled but anyway going back to digital connectivity it does make me think of the movie Tron I don't know why but you know with the whole idea because digital is such a broad broad term in itself and, uh, and, it's, and the definition of digital seems to change every couple of years so um, for you, what, do, what does digital mean to yourself?
2: Well, for me, um, when we discussed the, the role and when we were working and then obviously we we're aligning the business, uh, the connectivity part of the business with the cloud and the digital part of the business, it made sense that a lot of the networking now uh, or the connectivity now moves into a software defined world. Mm-hmm. So everything, for me, is more digital-oriented than physically. So although there are some physical elements to connectivity, as we all know, but um, the, it's more software-defined now, all the way back into to a, where a user connects to a, to a network on a wireless access point through to consuming an application that sits in a cloud, whether it's so an AWS or Microsoft or Google. You know, and the connectivity aspects now lends itself to being more about agility, about speed, about using modern tooling, uh, you know, automation, orchestration, things like that. So that's where we, that's where I've kind of come at it from, and uh, mm. trying to flip it on its head a little bit, so it's more, uh, more oriented to the to the business, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you think about it from like even from a consumer's perspective, I love how you everything is just instantaneous on so many different devices. So you you're you are constantly connected to. Like, say, you can get your like WhatsApp and iMessage or whatever. It's on every device at, instantly at the same time. So it doesn't matter what you're near. You can, you're can you constantly connected in, in this digital Absolutely. world. Yeah.
2: yeah, and you don't notice it. It's just there. It's just you expect it to be there, you know, and it's there. And you consume things through applications, whether they're mobile apps, whether they're sat on the laptop. You know, all these things are pretty much, like you say, instantaneous. And it's all backed up by having the appropriate connectivity to give that that user or that thing, the experience it expects to get. So everything today has got to be quick. We all know.
0: Yeah, everything. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, have you always been into technology? Yeah, kind of. So, um, even from school, I mean,
2: I, I I joined the forces in, I'm not even to say the date, but 1985, and I joined the the, the Royal Signals, which is a communications uh, part of the the armed forces in in, in the army. So I'm. I've, I've done some quite good stuff, and I've done some quite bad stuff, really. So I've um, pretty much probably every force's person's uh, hmm. history. So ah. I've, I've, I was in the Gulf War. I was in, the, in Bosnia in 1995, 1996. So I've done all the, the tours. that um, I've got some. I didn't quite do Afghanistan. I think it's probably a lot worse today than it is than when I was doing in 1991
0: and is that, was that 1995, 1996. Was that Desert Storm?
2: that? Desert Storm was the first one, so even remember that. So that's that's quite good. Yes, yeah, so Desert Storm went out and provided an interface from the British Army's network to the American Army's network, uh, and we were the first British troops to be through the breach of Saudi Arabia and Iraq. Oh my um, gosh! In February twenty third, nineteen ninety one, and we oh. just provided that interface, so we we're kind of an interface between the two networks, and I headed up a detachment that did that Wow. the signal, So that's what I did.
0: Thinking it from a technology perspective, I mean, are you dragging cables? How is this working? Well,
2: you're doing all of the above. So it's a lot of, because uh, it's mobile, um, it, it's, it's, it's a mobile switch network, so voice and data. You put up a mast that had a, a UHF uh, kind of uh, dish that pointed to another detachment that could be anything up to 40 kilometers away and that created a, a two megabit connection between the two sites. Uh, then you'd have a mesh of all different detachments all over a certain area, uh, geographic area that would provide a network. As you would see today, they're all fixed over here, but these were mobile that would move. Mm-hmm. As an army would advance, then you'd tear down these sites, they'd move to somewhere else, set up again, connect back into the mobile network, and you provided data and, and, and uh, voice over those networks. And we had these interfaces into the into other um, armies, so French, German, um, the American army, to provide a network of uh, of communications between multiple different armies,
0: like a mesh kind of thing between all. Yeah, like
2: things. a mesh, and you just move. So you move one node, it's like the same as you do. You move a node, connect back in, mm. then you'd move another node, and you just advance wherever the army would go, and you just have this mobile network that provided, even yes. to the fact that the frontline troops would have a like a large mobile device. And they would they would connect into a mo a, a mobile like uh, like like a like a you see today that uh, that you would connect to on your mobile, so you'd right. do that at the at the front line.
0: Wow! So this is I mean this is ten years before three G, as we absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, um, absolutely. so w- were you using um at the time? Was it like classified? I'm thinking like science fiction. Obviously, was it like classified technology or? Um, well, to be I, able to- I can't quite, sorry I'm under the Official
2: Secrets Act I can't, <laughs> I can't I need this, the technology I'd have to shred you and eat you afterwards
1: Yeah, he's going to have to kill if he tells us Yes,
0: yes. Uh, oh, Wow, I mean I could talk about I could actually go on about this for hours I didn't know this about you Mark but I'm looking forward to getting out of um, tier 3 or whatever it is that we're in at the moment and uh, having a beer with you because I bet you've got some decent stories to tell
2: Uh, Yes
1: Things that can't be broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> it will keep them off the podcast. Absolutely. So, so Mark, you've obviously been involved in, in networking and connectivity for, for a long time. We're not mentioning your age, but um, you. tell me a little bit about how networking's evolved. And it, you know, it, it's for, for the last couple of years, it you know could be considered a relatively traditional part of IT. But along came cloud, and you know, how has this then had an impact on on the world of connectivity?
2: Yeah, well, as you quite rightly mentioned, Livin, thanks for bringing that up. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been in comms. I think I worked out the date that the day. It was something like 30-odd years, which is obviously cringing to, to think of that in itself. But it is changed. Well, t- connectivity really has been quite traditional. It's not... I mean, MPLS has been around for over 25 years, so it's not a new thing, yet we're still delivering MPLS today. There's been no shift in the way that we've done things from a connectivity perspective, and I would say that best part of 30 years now we now we move into an area where public clouds saas space applications all that type of stuff now become real common in the way that people consume services now is, is cloud orientated but the problem you've got with traditional connectivity versus what you do with cloud and digital is i think we've already mentioned this is speed people expect expect to do things at pace they want things pretty much straight away and that's no different in the business arena it is in the commercial arena you need to have a service that provides the right, the right consumption of applications at the right pace for the right people. And, and that, to me, has been the biggest shift. And, and working at ANS, which has been really useful, because I've kind of gone from the traditional all the way through to when we, we've gone to transition probably three years ago to public cloud, and nobody really thought about connectivity, and they still don't really today. It's kind of, it's expected. So the shift I've seen really is, is everything been done in software. Um, we've now into the virtual world um in clouds all about virtuals all software defined it's been there for since it's been built um and then you've got that transition from that into the physical world but now we're delivering software defined all the way down to a handset or to a uh, you know a desktop or a laptop so software really is where it's at we're also all about how we consume applications but it's about connecting and giving the right user experience to, to users in a network that's actually got no real control because it's on the shared platform, whereas before traditionally you kind of owned the, the equipment. So that shift for me has been, although it's still required and you still need to have good performant underlying physical connectivity, what you layer on top of it has got to have all the things that you'd expect in digital. So all the things like automation, orchestration, you need to be able to access services like bots and applications should all be kind of integrated into the network. Uh, and we're seeing the shift especially at ans we're seeing the shift and that's why we've built what we've built is to try and keep ourselves aligned with what the industry expects when you make this massive shift from physical to to virtual uh and connective is probably one of the hardest ones to do it's probably one that it's probably the it's probably the area that catches us out the most i would say and it's probably most other people listening to the podcast will would have some form of experience where they've They've been trying to do a project where they're migrating to something that is digital orientated or it's cloud orientated. And, and the last thing they have to wait for is connectivity. And it kind of, you know, it can slow down the process of adoption. So that to me is where we've had to concentrate our time.
1: So almost, you know, as a, um, a cloud service provider and then a connectivity provider as well, that's actually quite unique in the market to have, a, a, you know, a, a provider that does both. Um, and what benefits does that then bring to organisations? You know that we that we've got experience of, across the, across the
2: term? It's taken us a bit of time to marry them together. I mean, luckily enough, we've been doing you know we've been doing networking and security for best part of twenty five years. Even in the when ANS was formed, it's been we've been doing the connectivity piece. We've just never really put them together when we started to look at this. We've it's only probably the last two and a half years, three years that we've actually thought about. You know, actually we need to really put this together, and. What it's allowed us to do is really look at the end-to-end delivery for customers and have every element that's in the control of a to deliver the right experience for our customers, which I think is really, really pivotal. It keeps us, as you well know, we, we, we spend a bit of time with, with Ghana understanding what, what the next next is and the emerging, you know, the emerging markets are all based on digital and all based on cloud-based platforms. So having a, a provider a CSP that can do the connectivity, look at the connectivity, make sure it's rightly designed and, and implemented, it's optimized for cloud, no matter where that is, whether it's on-prem, it makes no difference. On-prem, SaaS, PaaS, IaaS, all those type of platforms need to have the agility in the networking to, to be able to give the customer the right experience. A and as a lucky because we like I say we're a VNO. So we've got the opportunity uh, to leverage our service uh, tier one service providers. Uh, where they are on net so we can get cost effective and where they are on net the the service provider will be able to provide the best uh, service and support for that particular connectivity and to me that's it's as important having the underlying infrastructure in place that that supports the overlaying infrastructure from a connectivity perspective and the good thing about it ans can provide that and provide that for our customers as we have done and we lead on more emerging technologies like software defined one although it's now we've we even categorized that as a default um we don't even deploy traditional one anymore it's it's not relevant to, to the majority of the customers that have taken that journey to cloud everything is software defined is aligned it's secure it's all the things it should be and then obviously when you're doing the cloud projects it's one less thing you have to think about because ans has that connectivity portfolio that it can deliver for customers
1: when you think about it from that as end to end from you know from your cloud and your, and your applications and everything right through to, to that ca- connectivity piece it's you know, it is that great story and we can help customers all the way through that journey.
2: Absolutely. And even depending on what they're connecting, I mean, what people don't realise that we're we're connecting a lot of different things now. And that that connectivity can be to a user that's got, you know, got a handset, it's got a laptop, it could also be a sensor or an actuator from an IoT perspective, we can connect that. There's some very big nuances in the way that we connect services. You know, we've got We've got uh, providers that provide 5G, 4G uh, connectivity. The you know uh, next the the IoT or um IoT kind of platforms through cellular networks, we can provide all that connectivity. Depending on what that requirement is for the customer, they may have you know a smart buildings project. It could be you know smart cities. We can we can provide, provide the connectivity required to deliver that data back. That although it may seem complex, but we can certainly. Make sure it's converted into the format that is is understood by the cloud, and and make sure that's delivered in in a secure and performant manner.
1: I'm right, in, assuming then over you know the the last couple of months with with regards to the pandemic, with more and more people working from home, you know the, the the office network and and everything has to be more resilient than ever. How's you know what's been the impact of that over the past couple of months?
2: I think what this has done is certainly highlighted how important connectivity is, um, and also how important cloud is. Um, what we've noticed is most people working from home, you know, internet connectivity versus MPLS connectivity and things like that, people have probably got more performant infrastructure now that they're working on the home network than they probably do when they come into the office. So these things these things are changing. I think the dynamics are changing. So remote access or remote workspace, whatever you want to call it this week, is, is as important now, and we're likely to see more of this going forward. I mean… I think now is probably changed the dynamic. I mean, this is more of my opinion than it is anything else. But what we're seeing now is that the workplace has changed significantly, and it was kind of changing, but not quick. But this is kind of forced the hand now of my majority of businesses that have realised that business continuity wasn't set up to handle things such as a pandemic. So having remote access services in, in that is robust provides all the right security, provides the right performance. I can application, you know, I can, I can effectively work from anywhere it makes no difference and consume the same service have the same experience as, I, as if i was sat in the office it's probably the most important thing that we're that i'm seeing and that is likely to change and broaden and what we, we've explored ourselves is even looking at to provide a, a service to to employees at home from a connectivity perspective even though they've got their own internet you could even provide other performance services if you needed to do that so now your employees become part of that network infrastructure and part of that consumption so to me um, it's important that we can still provide those key workers or any workers, in in that sense, the right experience to consume applications. And generally, that does lend itself to be more public cloud because applications that are designed in public cloud are really designed for the internet. So, hmm. quite frankly, most people will be able to consume those services in in the most performant manner.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's if you think about it, the last six months, because everyone obviously has been working from from home and with great success in a lot of cases there've been yeah. there hasn't been any kind of i know from our perspective as a business we haven't really had any any real problems i can't think of any it's, it everything just seems to work quite seamlessly to be honest and it's never it, we've i've not really seen any kind of as i say any hiccups or anything and i'm going to play devil's advocate here but i do think one of the advantages of all of this connectivity is and I know a lot of people like, because I like going to the office and the being around people, but it's given that degree of flexibility to people. And I think a lot of businesses have learned to trust the teams more, as in with regards to procrastination and things like that, because when you're working um, remotely and you're, everyone's at home, you're not only getting to spend more time with your families, you have this huge degree of flexibility around the way that you work and what you're doing, but you, f- I f- you find at the same time that people are, are working just as hard do you know what i mean and you're getting a lot are you getting just yeah, yeah you're getting just as much out of them and and um there's obviously the psychological effects and stuff like and things like that and i think culturally that's something we all have to work on and building and and being able to adjust because that's not something that happens overnight whereas you can you can set up everyone's computers and you can ensure ensure they're all connected i mean you're all we're all slaves to our own isp at the end of the day but you know that stuff can happen quite quickly, and I think the cultural effect of it, as that kind of uh, evolves and shifts, I, I I think that in fact, I mean, a lot we all we all can't wait to get back to the office and be around each other, but I think a lot of people are going to choose to work remotely more because they can. You know what I mean? And absolutely. I mean, culturally, for me, it's it's me.
2: Remote access has been there. We've all been doing. I mean, you, you think about how agile, our own businesses working from home is not is not mm. a new thing. I think it's just stand to capacity. But I think you're yeah, absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. This is not technical. This is mm. cultural. Yeah. And the the cultural thing is getting leaders to understand that. For one, you have got to trust your staff, irrespective, and let them get on with the job. But I think even some of the stats have come back, I don't know whether you've got some of these stats live, but I know the majority of businesses that have shifted to a, a large remote workforce. Have increased the production of uh, or productivity within that within that, depending on what that business is. But they've certainly increased productivity, uh, and it's interesting to see that that's the case. And then I think what they've done is they've had to realign the way that the the business is run, and I think that's 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 a positive thing. Yeah. And I think it, it, with the blend of that and a bit of office work and having the flexibility to do, you know. Most people, if anybody's been to London and travelled into London, the commute can be sometimes you know, four hours for somebody to commute into there. That's four hours pretty much of lost time. And if you can give some of that time back and get, you know, like you say, a bit more family time or sometimes they need to go out and exercise and, and make sure your, your your mental health is at the right level, then you know, we've now got the, the workplace that can probably handle the majority of those issues that we probably experienced in the past.
0: Yeah, I mean, I won't lie, last week I was in Marks and Spencer's and I took a team's call. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that so that
1: is flexible working
0: that is flexible work i can't help it my we were doing port lab and we hadn't got any lettuce and i had to run into town and go get some <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, but there yeah. you go there you go um mark it's been an absolute pleasure i could talk to you for hours honestly i didn't realize you were that you had th- that many layers to yourselves.
2: <laughs> oh, <I've got laughs> multiple layers mate. multiple layers a lot of stuff I can't talk about,
0: but obviously, uh, just <laughs> well, buy me a couple of Pinot Grigios. I think we'd be fine. <laughs> I, I absolutely, 100% will. I, absolutely. I can't wait. Liv, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure.
1: It has. It's been fascinating. Thank you, Mark. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that chat. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it was, it My was really good.
2: Good to speak to you guys. It was really Take good. Care, have
0: a good day. Take care. And uh, to everyone who's at home, thank you for listening. We will be back uh very soon with another um insight into the world of ans can think of my words then take care everybody and stay safe bye now